Hey there, it's Melissa Brunetti, and welcome to the Mind Your Own Karma podcast. Hey there, Karma Crew. I'm so glad you're here today. I am going to do something a little different. I'm doing a solo episode. Like I said last week, I know we're all kind of busy, including myself. So I'm going to save some of these interviews that I have right now, and I will release them probably in January when things have kind of settled down because these interviews, I really do not want you to miss them. And like I said, I know we're all busy and hopefully the new year will come and we'll reset. And I really do have some great interviews coming for you, though. So stay tuned for that. But today I just want to do kind of a quick little episode. As you know, I have been on some Facebook pages, adoptee Facebook pages, and have made some great connections. And you know how it is. I know everyone has been in this situation where you dive into either a group, it could be a church group, it could be a Facebook community, it could be a volunteer community, it could be any community, right? And you just feel super passionate about it. And so you get more involved and maybe you volunteer or, you know, you spend more of your time helping that group out. So because of the direction of the podcast, I've been really immersed in some of these groups. And, you know, a lot of these people are hurting, they're traumatized, they're sad, they're grieving, there's so many things going on. So when you have kind of that high emotional stuff going on, what inevitably happens is there's going to be triggers. And especially on Facebook, we have all seen it where somebody triggers somebody and it turns into this huge fight and then other people jump in and you're wrong and, you know, name calling and just, it's horrible, right? I mean, it's almost like watching a train wreck and you just can't stop reading these ugly comments. And we don't go into these groups just so we can argue with people. We go into the group because it's something that we want to get behind. It's something that we believe in. It's a community that you want to be a part of, that you want to serve your fellow adoptees, in my case. That's why I'm on these pages. I don't think anyone goes into a Facebook community page wanting to hurt people. I just don't think that's anybody's purpose in in joining a group. But inevitably, you do see these arguments going on. And it just makes me so sad to see these in an adoptee group where everyone has got their issues and traumas and emotions and all the things surrounding adoption and reunions that aren't going well and just so many things. And, you know, I feel bad for some of these moderators of these groups because they can't control everyone in the group. You know, they can't police every comment and every trigger. And it's such a huge blanket, the adoptee community of everybody's got a different story. Everybody has a different story. So we all have different triggers and we all have different emotions and feelings on things. And it doesn't mean because we disagree that anybody is wrong, but because we have 
these emotions and anger and we feel like nobody hears us. It just escalates sometimes on these forums. And I just got to thinking, why are adoptees gaslighting other adoptees? Why are we doing this? It's so heartbreaking. Other adoptees should be our safe place, right? Even if we don't agree, we should be able to agree to disagree and just be able to hold space for other people with where they're at and what they're feeling. Why do we come to these adoptee-only sites on Facebook anyway, these communities? Because we want to feel supported. We want to talk to like-minded people. We want to have a safe place for feelings and emotions. And we want to feel that community and that family feeling. We want to be understood. We want to be heard. We want to be validated. We want to be listened to by others that have been in the same ocean that we've been in. They might not be in the same boat, but we all have been in similar situations. So we join these groups so that we feel that we have this community. And when I see some of these fights on, you know, these pages, I just, I see people leaving. I see people triggered and I see people guess second guessing themselves and their emotions and their feelings like maybe I'm wrong and nobody should be told that what you're feeling is wrong who who judges that you 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 can't judge that for other people you can't tell somebody else that what they're feeling is wrong or stupid so why do we gaslight each other why do we do that when that wasn't our purpose in coming on this group at all We all want to feel that validation, every single one of us, or we wouldn't be there. So why do we gaslight each other? And, you know, inevitably in groups like this, you are going to be triggered. You are going to read things that are very upsetting, very heartbreaking, and they might cause some very heavy emotions in you. So we might read something and get angry and just start lashing out because we feel like we're not being heard. You're not going to change anybody's mind. You're not going to change anybody's mind. But we think we will with our great wisdom in the moment of our triggering. And it doesn't usually work out very well. If you've been reading any of these kinds of threads on Facebook, it just really usually doesn't end very well. But in our heightened state of anger, we lash out. And instead of checking ourselves before we post or say anything to anyone, before you know it, your emotions, you've just vomited all of it on this other person that has nothing to do with why you are angry. They are just collateral damage to your trauma. That's all it is. But once those words are out of your mouth or out of your brain and on to the forum, Yeah, you can take them back, but probably not before a bunch of people have already seen it and you've hurt people that have nothing to do with why you're being triggered. As adoptees, we need to stop hurting each other. We need to stop attacking each other. Haven't we been through enough? We can agree that our experiences are different. Everyone has a different experiences and those differences cause each of us to 
experience differently. So our story is different and how we think is different. And why is that bad or wrong? You know, one of the things that I find personally is I feel bad because I did have a positive adoptive experience, which doesn't seem to be the norm in these adoption sites that I'm on. So it's very difficult for me sometimes to, not that I can't sympathize because I totally can sympathize, but I don't want to say that I had a good experience because I know so many haven't. And what happens sometimes is that's very triggering. And I've had people say that there is no such thing as a positive adoptive experience that you are still in the fog. And you just haven't realized that you've had a horrible experience. You haven't recognized your depth of trauma that you've had. And until you do, then you just you're still your head's in the clouds still and you just haven't looked at your trauma. So in a nutshell, they're basically saying there are no positive adoptive experiences. And you're just you're in the dark, you still haven't figured out that you've been traumatized. And so at that moment, I feel kind of shut down. And I feel like, well, maybe I can't help anyone on here because I haven't had the same experience. But then I think, no, that's not true. That is so not true. But that's what gaslighting does is it gets in your brain and it starts making you question yourself and your feelings and your emotions. The other thing I wanted to bring up about my experience and how some adoptees get triggered that I say I have a positive adoptive story is they get mad because I'm not helping their narrative. There are people out there that want to abolish adoption altogether and they want it to stop. And so me saying that I had a positive experience isn't helping their cause. And they make me kind of feel like an outsider, that gaslighting about how I'm thinking and am I wrong? Are they right? And, you know, I start getting in my head, but I feel like I'm pretty in touch with my feelings most of the time. And so I can quickly squelch the gaslighting that's going on in my brain from what other people are thinking or saying about my experience. But there are people on these sites that would attack me for that because their anger and their passion behind whatever their narrative is, is so strong that they feel like they need to lash out at people like me who had a positive experience. But I have literally heard people tell me that their opinion is that any adoptee that thinks they had a positive experience is still in the fog. But what I have found is there's so many different stories that how can you lump us all into one boat? We're not all in the same boat. So all the experiences that we've had, and everyone's different. Everyone's personalities are different. How they handle things are different. Some people are more sensitive to things than other people. So I don't know how you can draw these hard lines in the sand with something that's just so dynamic and ever changing as adoption. And I'm not saying that things don't pop up 
once in a while or you realize something later down the road. We all do that in life, not just adoptees. Everybody does that. And that's part of growing and being more authentic and changing and all the things that go along with just life. But why do we have to sit back and criticize other people and point and go, oh, man, that person's still in the fog. She says she had a great adoption experience. Uh, When's that next shoe going to drop as they pat you on the back and say, well, we'll be here when it happens. You know, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. Like, you don't know me. You don't know my situation. And I'm sorry that my positive experience has triggered you in some way that you have to be so hateful and judgmental. I hear adoptees talk about the levels of fog, you know, like, oh, they're deep in the fog or, oh, they're almost they're coming out of the fog. And, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. Mind your own freaking karma already. Like everybody can decide where they're at. You don't get to decide that just by trying to analyze them. It's hurtful. So stop. Everybody thinks they're an expert on everybody, but maybe you should look in the mirror and be the expert on you because I'm sure there's some things that maybe you're still in the fog about. So let's concentrate on that and I'll concentrate on me. Why can't we just come from a space of compassion for everybody's journey and story? Why can't we hold space for each other even if we don't agree or even if you don't understand it? It doesn't mean that you're admitting that you're wrong and they're right. It has nothing to do with wrong or right. Whatever you are feeling, whatever you say your experience was, that's true. It's true for you and nobody can take that away from you and they shouldn't try. Why can't we just acknowledge that someone's experience was different than ours and that they see it different? That's it. You don't have to understand to sit with someone in their feelings and emotions and just be there for them. You don't have to agree. You can just say, I'm sorry that was your experience. And I'm sorry you're having a hard time with it. That takes no energy. How much energy does does anger take? But compassion for someone else? That should be super easy. Adoption experiences are very personal. Our feelings are personal how we feel, what triggers us is personal and nobody can tell you that you were wrong. Before you get on these forums and start throwing punches, ask yourself if in this moment you are coming from a place of calmness and compassion or are you coming from a triggering trauma place? If you are triggered, maybe it's best that you just don't comment in the moment because I've done that. And later I look back and I thought, why was I so horrible and mean? Take some time before you comment. If you feel like you're coming from a triggering part of yourself and we've all seen those people that are just so triggered that they keep trying to pick fights with their words, even when The other person that they're arguing with apologizes to them for maybe a possible miscommunication or something. And it doesn't matter. 
they are so angry that the person just keeps coming at them with these verbal punches. Nothing that other person's going to say in their apology is going to stop them from coming at you. I saw that this week and the person was like, honestly, I'm sorry. I'm going to step away now. And I'm, you know, I hope you're okay. And you know, the whole deal. And the person just would not stop, would not stop. And in fact, they were angry that the person was going to run away now because what were they going to do with their anger? There's nobody to yell at anymore. So if that person's not there, what do I do with it now? I have to sit with it, which is what should have happened in the first place is maybe questioning yourself as to why you were triggered. Instead of getting mad, get curious. Get curious about why am I reacting the way I am to this? Let me think about this for a moment. It's not the person's fault, but we need a punching bag and we don't want it to be us or maybe someone that we love or we're close to. It's easier to punch a stranger. So we do that instead of really looking hard at what we really need to be looking at. And the very best thing that you can do when you feel angry about something somebody said is just keep scrolling. Why are you going to waste your energy on something that's just not going to make a difference? You know, ask yourself when you're going to comment on something, am I contributing something to this post Am I contributing to the question this person asked or am I just being mean? What did this person do to me for me to lash out like I am right now? I've done it. I've done it on Facebook. I I don't even want to tell you probably how many times I've done it. And I'm really trying to stop that because it's not contributing anything positive in the end. And it's just getting me worked up. So what am I doing? It's just, it's just unnecessary. But for some reason, we like to feel that power like, oh, I told them I told them off. And why does that make us feel better? (laughs) When we are so mean to people? Good for you, you made somebody feel bad today. That's horrible karma, people. (laughs) Why does that make you feel good making somebody else feel bad? So if what you're going to say isn't contributing in a positive way to a thread or to the person that posted it, just don't comment. Instead, ask yourself why you're reacting the way that you do. My friend Whitney Baker is a podcaster. Her podcast is Electric Ideas, and she had a guest on not too long ago when I was listening, and I forget what the whole podcast was about, but I remember what she said, and it stuck with me. She said to get curious about your reactions and feelings to things and ask yourself why. And I think she called it the five whys, because usually by the fifth why, you have your answer. So it goes something like this. The alarm goes off at 5am in the morning and you say, I don't want to get up. And you ask yourself, why? And you say, because I don't want to go to work. And you ask yourself, why? And you say, because I hate my job. Why? Because I don't feel like I'm valued or appreciated. Why? 
because they don't pay me very much and they never say that I do a good job. Why? Because I really don't want to do this job. I want to do something totally different. And I'm not probably putting in the effort that I would if I was doing something that I love. So that's just a little example of how you get from, I don't want to get up. And you start questioning yourself as to why. And in the end, you find out that I don't want to work here. I don't want to do this. That's why. But you had to go through about five whys to get to that point to figure out why. So it's a pretty interesting little hack. And try it on yourself or even try it on a friend or your kids when they come to you and say something and just start asking why. Ask questions. And you might get to the bottom of it and might not be the answer you thought it was going to be. So it's pretty interesting sometimes to see what comes out. But being curious instead of just ending at, I don't want to get out of bed, And just leaving it at that, you're not getting to the root of why. So when you start feeling triggered, ask yourself those whys and see if you can get to the bottom of really why. Because I bet you 99% of the time, it's not the person that you are arguing with. It's nothing, has nothing to do with them. It's something deeper that you need to look at. So ask those whys. So lastly, I don't know, a lot of this has been on my heart lately. I've just been seeing a lot on um, social media. So I went on one of my adoptee sites and I posted a picture and it said, the highest form of knowledge is empathy for it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. And then I wrote kind of a pledge to my fellow adoptees. And I said, will you take the pledge? I said, as adoptees, isn't this what we all want? A little empathy for our stories, some compassion for our loss, for someone to acknowledge our feelings surrounding adoption, to hear us, really hear us. Even if our journeys and opinions of adoption are different, we can still have empathy for every adoptee's experience, even if we don't understand it, even if we have never experienced it. No two stories are the same, but we can still hold space for those that need it. I can take my ego out of the equation and empathize with any fellow adoptee who needs it. I can do this without giving opinions or marginalizing their feelings. I can do this for my fellow adoptees who need other adoptees for support. We need each other, now more than ever. My pledge to all adoptees. I promise to be there for you without judgment, criticism, ego, or shame. I promise to validate your feelings, even if they are not my own. I promise that if I feel triggered, I will not react in the moment. If I feel I cannot contribute to your thoughts in a helpful way, I will not comment at all. I will keep scrolling. I promise to listen, really listen. I promise to help you see that you were made to live a wonderful and healthy life, that you are very important. I promise to help you through your sorrow, grief, and trauma. I promise to cheer you on when you have breakthroughs and have triumphed over your wounds. I promise all this to the best of my ability as a healing adoptee myself. I am not perfect, but I will honestly try to uphold this pledge to each and every one of you. And I did that as a reminder to me and maybe just helping others remind them that we don't have to be hateful towards each other because we disagree on things. We can still come together and be there for each other. And that is what these forums are for. 
So I'm taking this pledge starting now into the new year for all adoptees. It's time to educate the world and we can only do that if we are unified as an adoptive community that is made up of many different stories. It's time to tell our stories. It's time to educate the world with our stories. So if you are willing to come on the podcast and tell your story, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com and let's get your story on the podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing. It's free and you will be notified of any new episodes that come out. Also, if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, it really does help get the word out. So if you can do that for me, that would be great. As always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. And I'll see you next time. Oh my gosh, Tomlin. Are you serious? Mm. This is what I put up with, guys.